0: Hello look and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate, Lucky. And look, we are live on, on YouTube for our Adelaide match review show, preview show, right. build-up show, all of that. Um, Lockie, it's our first live of the year. First live show in a long time. How good is it to be back, I guess, interacting with the listeners in real time?
1: <laughs> it's bloody good, mate. This is the perfect time to do it. We've been slacking a bit. There was, there was almost a chance there that you were going to miss two potties in a row. That's what it was oh, like know. over the weekend. Um, and we are chatting about like, you know, is it going to be conspiracies about us having <laughs> issues? Like a new replacement kicked off the pod.
0: What's happening?
1: I was kind of into that, but we decided, no, let's just
0: leave that one and, and merge this all in. So it feels good. How are you? No, I'm, I'm feeling better. Feeling better. The voice is slowly good. coming back. I was... I was hoping it would have been a bit of an Easter miracle, like I'm rising from the ashes of that one, oh but no. didn't wasn't there, didn't happen. But I'm I'm here today and I think that's all that matters. And look, as Lockie's alluded to, unfortunately, you all would have heard that we unfortunately weren't able to get our North Melbourne review show up this week. Um, as I've been battling the flu and, and whatnot, we struggled to just find a time to get it done. Cause we didn't want it to push out until late into the week. So that's why we are here tonight. We thought we'd make it up to you, do something special. Mm-hmm Um, because this idea is try try and get this as interactive as possible. We want to hear from you all throughout the show. So drop your thoughts, drop any questions you have for us in the live chat, or you want to bring them up on screen We'll make sure to answer every single question that you guys have for us. And so seeing as we missed the North review, we don't want to touch on it for too long. But if you have any lingering questions, anything that you're after, chuck it in the uh, live chat right now. Um, I'll give you some time... To, uh, to think about it and then chuck them in there because we've got some mm-hmm. news that's been happening over the last few days that we'll cover before we go into a bit <sighs> of a North uh, review. Uh, I guess, mm-hmm. Lockie, mate, some big stuff. We'll start with the Doherty news first. Unfortunately, Sam yeah. Doherty has gone down with a torn meniscus. that will see him out for four to six weeks. Uh, I guess, what was your initial reaction to the news and how big of a blow is this for us for the next month or so?
1: Oh, obviously a massive blow. Um, These things tend to come out of nowhere, don't they, for us? Um, It had been a good little run of of a couple of weeks with nothing kind of secret going on. So this came out. I guess Mm. I haven't gone too much into the details, but it it felt like these last couple of weeks, Doc hadn't been fully himself. Yeah. I don't know. Even though he had a very high disposal game against the Giants, there was just something there. Um, So it's a massive blow. Like... We're very fortunate that we've got going to hopefully have some big ends this week, mm. but it's going to be a massive hole to fill in our defence, which has been really like
0: our biggest positive for the start of the year, I think. Yeah, it's, it's. I think I put out on Twitter at the time when it came out that it seems like any time we get a few people back from injury, we immediately lose someone else. It's like there's you know we're having yeah. to make a deal with the devil, like the football devil. I don't think it's a footy god at this stage, and we're having to be like, okay. Walshie and uh, and Kennedy here, there's some pretty big ins. You've got to give someone back, yep. someone juicy. And unfortunately, this time it's Doc, <sighs> which is pretty frustrating. It's not a thing that you tend to like to see. He's important to us, one of our leaders. So it's not great. Uh, I think the the positive, if you can take a positive spin in it, is because we're getting a Walshie and a Kennedy, fingers crossed, back for this match, you're not losing that yep. midfield aspect of Doc as much. Whereas if those two weren't back and we lost Doherty, I think you're, you're in a lot of strife there, just losing another body that goes into those contests, those, C- those brutal CBAs. So now yeah. it's just trying to change for the defense and trying to find a replacement there. That's kind of the issue. I guess, how are you replacing Doherty? We'll go deep oh. into our team changes as we get through this pod, but just uh, quickly yeah. on to it. How do you kind of replace Sam Doherty for the meantime?
1: Well, I mean, you've got to take this as... There's going to be no other secret little outs, which there's always a chance. You know, whenever we do <laughs> our changes beforehand, there's always someone that we miss. Um, yeah, it's been interesting seeing the commentary about it during the week. Some people are um, very convinced that someone like Cotter should come in as mm. like a like for like. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of err towards maybe moving the magnets. Um, I think with with the three big ins. And maybe with Hewitt kind of being a bit off these last couple of weeks, obviously still likely still dealing with that hand. I wonder whether putting him Mm. back there could be a go. I just, when I look at the potential changes, I'm like, are we going to make four or five changes for an undefeated team? Like, you know how I feel about that. Um, And as Floyd has said in the chat, Plowman or Kemp, um, are they Mm. names that excite you? I think Kemp is one that's exciting a lot of people. And people are always asking for Plowman this year. Everything's changed.
0: It's a big one, mate. Everyone wants the plow, which is interesting. (laughs) I chucked a bit of a fan poll uh, as soon as the injury news broke. And look, the results Mm. of that one, 35%, the majority said they wanted Chin Cotter as a straight replacement. 29% are with you saying no changes and maybe have like a hewitt chera split in there. 19% uh, maybe agree with Floyd here saying uh, plowman. And then 70% said Kemp. So it is an interesting one. Hmm. I, I think for me, like weirdly plowman... He's the most experienced one there. He seems to make the most sense, particularly the way I think he's been playing in the twos, pushing up and playing that way, trying to be positive out of that back line. But then the other one's obviously Ching Cotter. And if I'm going yeah. between the two, I'm not sure. Because <laughs> part of me goes, of me goes I mean, I'm not fencing. You will get an answer out of me. You will get one Definition. for me. Don't you worry. <laughs> part of me wants to go play one just because we kind of know what we're getting at the level. But I'm going Ching because I think he's a bit more exciting with what he can do moving the ball out of that back line, which has been a bit of an issue. The only, yeah. I guess, worry to that is you're throwing another inexperienced guy in there. We've already got Cowan who has been playing well, but do you want to yeah. go too inexperienced with that or do you go the tried yeah. and true? So I think for me, I'd probably just go the straight swap Ching uh, If I'm putting you on the spot and saying you mm. have to make a change, you can't just keep the team and rotate, who would you oh. be looking to bring in? Far out. It's real. It's actually really tricky. You, you say we know what we're going to get from Plowman.
1: Uh, I don't actually know if we even do know because some because <laughs> some weeks it's a disaster and some weeks we're really happy. Oh uh, yeah, I guess I'll I'll go with the Chinkotta One as well. But yeah. and I I also think that's the most likely. I think that's what we'll see. I think we're going to see a, a bunch of changes.
0: That's fair that's the uh that's a docket injury. Let us know in the chat as well who you want to yeah. come in and replace him. We will talk about the changes Not later as well. Out. We'll get the full full changes but we move on to the next big news here and it was of course the trial of Harry Mackay which uh, look mate this was one for the ages. it was of course up. the trial where look Harry Mackay he went across and used the kicking accuracy interference technique or mm-hmm. or Kate as it's well known um on Sheasel and, I guess, Lockie, what was your thoughts initially on the one-week ban, the trial itself, and then the common-sense result that Harry Mackay is free to play this Thursday night?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, so you and I went to this game together. It's been quite some time since we've been together. And all game, you were asking for some Kate. You're like, where's the Kate in this match? (laughs) That's all it was saying. Finally, Harry came through with it. Um, I wasn't too invested in this, to be honest. I'm interested to hear if you kind of were, um, because... I felt like with the incident, I was like, I don't think that that is worthy of a week. Mm. Like to me, I was like, I feel like I'm unbiased in saying that doesn't look like medium impact, but it's so hard to know whether when you just got your baggers hat on or not. Um, but yeah, were you living for the drama? Were you go minute watching the minutes go by?
0: Look, I, I was out and about a little bit last night uh so I, I was well enough last night to go to the 1975 just so i wasn't 100 oh, yeah. percent able to catch up with all of it i was i was on the blue abroad live stream watching that for a little bit before i left but then yeah yeah, i, I was in the car giving direction so i couldn't be i couldn't be on twitter i couldn't be seeing what was going on so it was almost that <sighs> we we get there check the phone and see harry's free so it was unbelievable absolutely loved it uh, the incident itself, I, I wasn't surprised that he was given a week the way the AFL are going with any mm. kind of close contact to the head. But I did think it was stupid because he just he gets the shoulder. It's not, there's no force into it. He literally pushes mm. him. I thought it was silly, but. <sighs> I didn't have faith that he would get off simply because of how much the AFL have to with his lawsuit at the moment, with the concussions. They have to be looking like they're doing something. So for me, I was like, okay, they're they're just going to make him cop the week. But look, our lawyers prevailed and I'm glad common sense came to the the front and we actually now have Harry playing this week because I was a little bit worried in how we're going to line up without him. He's just so important to us.
1: Oh, of course. Oh my God, a massive worry. And I, I understand why... Opposition supporters are right up about it as well. Like, even though, <laughs> yeah, even though I think it's the right call. Um, yeah, there's some outspoken people. I saw Fitzy going off on, uh, on oh, Trump, yeah. that, was... that tweet. Um, he wants every little advantage you can get for a win this weekend. So <laughs> don't really blame him for that, but it's good.
0: Yeah, so it's good to see him playing. Um, And yeah, look, now I think we'll pivot a little bit. We'll go towards a little bit of a brief North Melbourne review. We Mm -hmm. won't spend too much time on this because I guess everyone is past it. But if you've got any lingering questions, anything you want us to answer, chuck them in those comments. Uh, Were there any that were pulled up for you, Lockie, that you can go through? Um, We do have a couple that we did ask straight after the game as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll go to Twitter after um, this one here from Clarence. So as I said, you and I were at the game together. Uh, which was good. Good to get your thoughts. Good change live uh, and feel the passion that you bring to, to the
0: like <laughs> We were both. I'd lost my voice by like half time. Um, I think that's and- why I was sick. To be honest, I'll blame that. I lost my voice and then something happened. My immune yeah. system dropped from the rowdiness up in the rafters. I was. I was it was the dust. It, it was the dust from the, from that. Uh, Marvel. Uh, I don't even know what you call that. That beam up the top. I cop got, got something from that. I reckon.
1: Save it for the Hall of Fame, mate. I have a feeling (laughs) that could be up there. But Clarence here asked about Honey and do we want to see him again this year? He was Mm. a bloke that we were uh, pretty focused on during the game. Um, Do you think that he's going to make way this
0: week? He's one of many that definitely could. The one thing that might save him is potential structure. Not that I I did not enjoy his Mm. game. It's tough for those players, so it's hard to go to harshly on those like high half forwards, small forwards, but he just wasn't getting enough of it. And when he was near it, I didn't feel like he was influencing any contest. There was a couple where he sort of backed out of it, which you never like to see. But then late when we started playing well, he started to get into the game, takes his set shot. I'm hopeful that other players are fit and available and he doesn't get into the team. Because honestly, from what I've seen at VFL form and now, I know it's only one game this season. I'm just not mm. sure he's he's got what it takes to play at the level to be brutally honest. And yeah. so from that I probably don't want to see him play again but if we can just when he gets the ball sometimes he does look really good and he gives you those little flashes and you're thinking oh could he be this player but well, I just don't, I haven't seen enough to really think that this man should really be playing in yeah. our best 22 when everyone's fit.
1: Yeah, no I agree. I don't have a, a whole lot to add I think. And It's another one of those things where we're great that we've got a bit of health coming back in this week, but it's like, yeah, if, if you were going to not play him in this game, then yeah. who, who, is, there's no one that's absolutely yeah. barging down the door to be that high half forward. So yeah, we're kind of, we're going to have to kind of roll with it at the moment, I think until we've got a fully healthy list again. I agree. Um, it could be
0: soon. looks like it's happening soon.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? um we've got a bunch of good ones um from twitter from after the game i think this is an interesting one i've heard a few people talking about um and it was another good game from hollands in game four so from at yep. baggers navy why is hollands going so unnoticed by everyone the kids are mm. jet um do you have any thoughts on that he, he certainly hasn't yeah. been like i've seen a few kind of rookie rankings and that kind of thing and he's never
0: mentioned it's an interesting one, probably because of his position in one, yeah. like just because he's that wing. I don't think a lot of people truly understand the wing role and what you're meant to be doing there. And he's not someone that's going to get ridiculous amount of possessions and absolutely dominate on that front. But it's just those little things that he does, being able to cover the ground. I've been liking that like he's getting the press of the covering the ground stats, but like he needs to be getting mm. more praise. Cause I think the his ability to slot it in and fix a role for us completely like him and acres on those wings are basically like boxed off positions. Now you're not worried about it. He's been very impressive. What I've been impressed out of him the most that I, I think Carlton fans speak about it more than anyone else. is just his, his presence, his ability for such a small mm-hmm. man to bring the intensity, to, to put his body on the line, to go into those marking lanes where he's about to get crunched. That's what I've been impressed with. I wasn't sure he was going to be able to do that straight away at the level. I knew he had the running, I knew he had the use, use of the ball and being able to play the wing, but I didn't know he had that. And so that's been the exciting thing. So I think as the season will yeah. progress, we'll be talking about Oli Holland's a lot more. The rising star, it's coming, maybe this week. 100%. Yeah, it's
1: right around the corner. I think he does deserve to be more in those conversations. Like I've watched a fair bit of Brisbane this year and a guy like Ashcroft has been good, but he's in a position where he can rack up a lot more of the ball. Like he's starting in CBA, yeah. which Ollie did do against North, yes. which was great. Almost by mistake.
0: Um, yeah. But he got I in know. there.
1: Um, but yeah, so it's great. We're, we're obviously very pleased with how he started. Um, super bad makes an appearance. Yes. <laughs> Our man. Our number one man at the moment, Mickey Cerevolo. Um, this was another bloke that we were pretty vocal about at the game. Um, he said, Zach Fisher had a lot of it, was on the ball, but I just wasn't mm. convinced with his game. I'm more sure... Um, here we go Super again. Mate. You've done me here. I don't think I he think has. He met, I'm, I think he's saying I'm not sure what we do with him. What do you guys think? I was very surprised to see him in the coaches' votes,
0: by the way. Mm. Did he get a coach's vote? Just he got the
1: two. one?
0: Two Ooh, coaches' interesting. votes. Interesting. So, hmm. what did you make yeah, of Yeah, he his was. Game? He was one that we're probably quite vocal on both ways in that game. And it's because we love him so much. We have such a high expectation for what Zach Fisher is. And we love him so much that it comes from like that, that parent almost that just wants him to be good all the time. And I think he struggled in that first half. It was good that he was getting the ball in hand, but it was the execution. Everything was really letting him down. And I don't have the stats in front of me, but I believe he was very handball heavy this week against North compared to what he usually is and he's one of those players that you want him on the end of things creating by foot being that outside player so it was kind of frustrating to see him not necessarily playing that role but then in the second half it was almost like everything turned around and he was getting on the end of the play setting things up moving that ball inside 50 and that's when you get the best out of fish he's definitely been down on whatever he's meant to be and he, he got the opportunity to get a lot of CBAs this week and I don't know if that worked for him. I, I, I was hoping it would get him into the game a bit more. Didn't feel like it did. So we'll see what it is going forward. He's in that privileged position where there aren't a lot of guys that we have on the list that aren't in this team at the moment that can take his position, that high half forward that can pinch hit in the midfield. Mm. I don't know if that it's a good thing or bad thing. Maybe that's leading to these little things or, or maybe they're asking him to play a different role and he's getting the coaches votes that way. I'm not too sure, Yeah, but I think that he's best is something we need in this team. But if he keeps playing these games that I'm seeing, I, I don't know what you do with him currently. He needs to be needs to be doing more with his possessions. He can be getting mm. 20, whatever. I don't care, but they need to be impactful rather than just these little cheap handballs.
1: I know. We were shocked walking away from the ground, realizing he had the second most for us. Um, yeah. And I guess maybe maybe I'm being too harsh on him as well, considering he did get coaches' votes. So maybe there's something in that, but... Yeah, I just feel like with the role that he has in the team and the other guys that are in the midfield, we need someone to be classy and skillful and mm. calm and like relieving of you know like someone that we can rely on with when the ball goes their way. And it felt like in this game every time he went near, it, I don't know, I wasn't filled yeah. with confidence. Um, yeah, but looks like we're gonna have one of those guys coming mm. back in this week that we are filled with confidence. So.
0: Because mm, it, it was weird. Stuff. He had 28, 28 disposals, which it would be close to a career high for him, but 19 of those were handballs. Yeah. Only nine kicks. Like that's if it was the other way around, you'd probably be saying he had a tremendous game, but it's just like he's not he's not that handball player. So I think hopefully with a bit more of that midfield mix coming in, a Walsh coming in, that will help yeah. allow Fisher to play a different role rather than having to maybe be in there a little bit more. Well, I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah. Yep, love it. I reckon we wrap it up with this one, which is kind of a good way to summarize the game, I think. Um, So from Bryza, does that count as a brutal domination? I think not, but if we had uh, kept the margin at 43 points, it would have. It's a big box that we still need to tick. Why do we always allow so many junk time goals? It was a bit of a bitter end of this game, wasn't it? We were pretty Mm. damn hyped at three-quarter time. Like, oh, It is going to be that 10-goal game that we hoped for.
0: Yeah, that was the frustration. Like, to, to North's credit early, they were really good at flooding that corridor, stopping us from being able to really attack that. And it we they were sort yeah. of kept us wide quite a lot We're playing that slow, short, chip-kicking game style that we every time we make a mistake, it felt like North kind of punished us. And we were just – we weren't playing positive football for me. And then in that third quarter, it exploded, started to play our way. We started to win in, in the contest. Our midfield was – really lacking for most of the game. We weren't winning clearances. Yeah, I and I think that was a big issue stemming to everything else. And then, yeah, that third quarter, we go big. We start to be more positive. We get the ball. We outnumber. Um, exploit the lack of height that North had in that fall, in that back line. Get, get it to our big roosters down there. Um, but, yeah, uh, then in that last quarter, it was pretty really? frustrating that we weren't able to go on with it. Don't know what it was, whether it was tiredness, whether it was mentality, To just Mm. kind of stop. There was that one passage of play I remember vividly that I think you can already know what I'm talking about, where it was like, it was like we were going at 100 miles an hour, but couldn't lay a tackle. And they were just walking and they just went from the back line and kicked a goal from it. And like that was just, it summed up that last quarter for me me where things just didn't go right. I don't know what it is. And clearly we still have things to work on. We're not 100% there, but I kind of, it felt like this week what we didn't learn from last week, we applied and that's kind of been a trend throughout this season. Hmm. We've taken something from each game that we didn't work the week before, but we didn't sort of carry on everything else that we've learned. So it's like, we're getting another tool in the tool belt every single week, but we're just not putting them all together at once to make that performance. And so like, I'm taking positives from everything and we are building, we just haven't got it all there just yet. And maybe that's a positive. Maybe this will happen later into the season. I'm not entirely sure if that will be the case, but yeah, I think that's a positive for me that we're still not perfect, but we are at least getting the wins, mm. doing enough at this stage.
1: Yeah, there, there was a question I, I've lost now that I I saw on Twitter which was which was like, um, or more of a comment, like, can we just stay in second gear like this until halfway through the season and just keep like rolling and getting the wins and not actually putting in four quarter effort? And it's like yeah. it's really hard to know at this stage if that is actually if there's any truth in that or not. Like is this just the mm. capability of where we are and we're fortunate to be three and a half wins or are we genuinely like trying to take a different mindset this year where we know that we need to be good at the end of the season and we can't burn out with a month to go? Um, time will tell, but maybe, that, like, maybe there is truth in that and we're going to get to the end of the season and we're like, oh shit, we were just,
0: we genuinely were mm.
1: just not giving it our all and that was the right thing.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I'll quickly pivot. I'll quickly do the votes because the teams have come out early, mate. I can't believe it. Yes. Probably the first time ever. First time we go live and I'm expecting a, a 6.30 teams announced and they've already come out. So thanks for that, AFL. you stitched us up. But Shout out. the fan votes for that game, just so we're keeping this tally going and I'll try to make a social media post maybe after the next game because it feels like these Thursday night games are killing my weekly schedule, I'll be honest. I enjoy it for watching, <laughs> oh, but it's mate. ruining my planning for the pod. The fan votes Sorry. for the North game to wrap it up. Three to Charlie, two to Harry, one to Motlop. Uh, what were your votes quickly, Lucky?
1: Oh, there were so many ones I wanted to give, but I went three, Charlie, two, Harry, and I gave one to Saad.
0: Yep, very fair. I gave three to Charlie, two to McGovern, and very mm. stiff on Wieters, I think, to, to miss out, but I gave the one to Harry for what he was yeah. able to do. But, okay, team, team changes here have That's come out. Things. In Blake Acres... Matt Kennedy, Sam Walsh, no Chin Cotter at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and out is Jack Carroll, Josh Honey, O'Brien, and Doherty. So the emergencies here, so the sub can be out of Plowman, Honey, O'Brien, Carroll. I guess, quick fire, Lockie, what are your kind of thoughts on on the team that did get announced and how close was it to what you were yeah. predicting?
1: I love it. I love it. No secret further injuries um that's good that's a plus
0: yeah. we got our one out of the way early in the week
1: massive plus and i like the idea of, of them trying someone a bit different down half back let's mm. let's try something out um sub is interesting though yeah go o'brien again plowman
0: i don't know it doesn't feel too exciting yeah what do you think it's a tough one i, I think out of those guys uh, there's a chance that you maybe, if you need to show up the back line, if they're worried about that, like Plowman could be a potential, but yeah. then like no one can move anywhere else. And I don't like that. I like a more tactical sub where if you're bringing them on, it's either like impact player or changes up your structure. I'm a bit sick of O'Brien being the yeah, sub. Uh, like Honey makes the most sense as far as player profile, but after what we saw against North, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not excited about it. Um, like Clarence in the in the comments here he, he said he reckons Plowman for the sub um, oh, yeah. which isn't a bad shout I think I'm going honey out of those but I'll pivot slightly because we've got one here from Jess who says she wanted to ask us a little about what we saw from Carol and do you yeah, think maybe he refreshing. can be the sub in this one as well oh it's it's I'm now kind
1: of burnt by I guess <laughs> O'Brien being the sub a few weeks in a row and then getting yeah. a chance and not being able to put in a good effort like yeah. I mean, I, I still really like Jack Carroll and we haven't seen enough of him. So I, I actually thought it was a, a fair performance from him for the amount mm. of time that he had. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, yeah, if you were as excited at the game because, you know, he was getting thrown in there. We Oh, we were going yeah. crazy.
0: Well, we, we were getting very excited game. in the rafters, mate. We were enjoying seeing, a, seeing a bit of bot out there. It was exciting because um, because yeah. all of a sudden he comes in <laughs> and like we were being like, surely we've just got to unleash him at some stage. And we just wanted to see what we could get out of him. And we were shocked to see him jump into the first center bounce as soon as he was thrown out there. I'm like, okay, mm. what can we get? Ends up getting onto the clearance, gets onto a handball. And it's hard to judge a lot from what we saw, but like, I wasn't unhappy with it. I was, I wasn't mm. overly impressed. Cause like, how can you be in 10 minutes? But it was nice to see him actually get involved. I was worried with his development, that there was a potential that he could come on and just not even get near the ball. So I think for him to at least be around, it was impressive. And he's an interesting shout for the sub, just because he can play in the midfield if you need him or go half forward, maybe go onto the wing and rotate. It's just kind of an issue I kind of have with our team at the moment where without injuries, all the guys, I kind of want to be the sub aren't there, like a Cottrell is All-Australian sub from what we saw last season. (laughs) Jack Martin, your man, is a little bit of a shout that if he's actually fit and ready to go, he's not a bad option as a sub. There's a few guys that can kind of play that role, even an always, I don't mind as being someone to do it. Mm. Adding to that forward line, so unfortunately, I think I'd maybe go Honey just as that high half forward, uh, forward injection spark player. But I don't know, maybe maybe Jack Carroll is that uh, to give him yeah. another chance again. I mean, unfortunately, none are super exciting. Drop him in the in the live chat. Who you reckon should be the yeah. sub? Because I'm struggling. I'm. I feel like I'm fence sitting on this one.
1: I don't think you'd put your money on Honey to have a big spark, would you? If he came on at three quarter mm. time, though, like it's possible. Yeah, but
0: oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. So, did you have anyone else coming in or out that wasn't announced in those team changes, Lockie?
1: Um, I've got a big thing I just have to call out while it's on my Ooh. mind. Uh, we're Let's in go. great hands with this game. Umpire nineteen, Alex Wetton, uh, Premiership uh, teammate of mine, under twelve. Oh. Um, I don't think he's umpired us before. I don't. I don't Ooh. ever recall seeing him. So, That's very spicy. excited. We're in good hands. I think I might shoot him a DM and see if we can, um, you know, get the green rubbed our way a
0: bit. Look, I know that there was some controversies with the Brown though stuff around some, some umpiring issues. So may- maybe keep this on the down though, lucky but slide into those games okay. and make sure if, if we need a crowd mm. fund right now, some, some money to send this man's way to make sure he, he's, is he a Cullen supporter? Can we, can we get some, any more information on no, this man? I want to get as much a, as I can on him.
1: So I, 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 can I, I think he's a lion. His- I think he's a okay. lion because this was the Aspley Hornets days. The, the one time I actually say comments like this every week on the recording, and you just cut them out. So the one time <laughs> that we do it live, uh, it gets kept in. So that's great.
0: Apologies, everyone. No, that's, now you'll fair. Know. Oh. Yeah, no, but that's nice. It's hopefully we can get a bit <laughs> of something thrown our way if he knows you. If he knows you're a bagger, we'll take yeah. it. But yeah, I think the, uh, the changes, changes, I definitely had Chin Cotter coming in just because I understand and I understand what the, what they've done. And, and and Floyd has, oh my God, I'm, this is the issue. You go live, I've got about 17 screens. You can't see what mm-hmm. I'm up to here, but I've got about seven different screens trying to find where my cursor is to pull these comments up. I don't know how Terry does it on Blue Broad. He seems to be switched on. I definitely am not. Champion. But Floyd has chucked out mentioning that Chera and Akers um, have played a bit of back down there. I mean, Hewitt as well is someone that has played yep. some halfbacks. So we've definitely got players that can rotate down there at, at mm. times, and I haven't minded that because when doherty has gone in to the center bounces, Chera and his, and his silky ball moving out there is fine, and, and it seems like many all, often say with a young rookie that like half back's the easiest position to play, so I'm sure you could throw almost anyone down there and it, it will be okay considering everyone else mm. in that defensive line has been so amazing this year. It, it's been such a good thing to see the connectivity and the chemistry from our defenders, but I think I yeah. would have just gone to like for like, so I would have gone, you know, Walsh, Kennedy, Akers, Chinkotta in with Honey, Carroll, O'Brien, and Doherty out. And then I would have moved Ed to the sub, which I hate, mm. which I actually hate saying, but it's so hard. And this is why the changes mm. is so difficult because when you're bringing in so many players, you're bringing in your Walsh, you're bringing in Kennedy and Akers, trying to figure out who comes out, like Honey comes out of that team and you haven't really replaced him with that small forward. Like you're going, okay, no. we've had another midfielder, which you have to do because Walsh and Kennedy have to come in. Maybe the Kennedy, Walsh, those guys are now rotating in that half forward role, but it's not a like for like from what we kind of were going with, with the always, I guess, experiment of the three smalls. So that's kind yeah, of where taking someone out of this was really difficult. And that's why when I'm looking at Ed Kerno and I feel like I'm always so negative on him, which I dislike, cause I do really like Ed, but everyone listening to this goes, this guy hates Ed Kerno so much. Yeah. But the reason while we're talking about it, like I'm not excited with a lot of the guys in that emergency position to come in as the sub, whereas I am with an Ed no. cause he can kind of do everything. Yeah. And I, I'm the, the one thing that does slightly worry me with having this massive midfield we've got now, like every single person's out there fit and firing to go first time we've seen it this season is, does that mean Ed now doesn't have a role and he's playing in the forward line? Cause I don't, mm. I don't love that. Cause he did that uh, in the first round against Richmond and I wasn't a massive fan. How are you kind of feeling about the makeup of the midfield and how they'll all go and and where that puts, Mm. I guess, Ed? Because I have liked him when he's gone into the cold face. It's just kind of what he does when he's not there that worries me a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I I mean, I think it might be an interesting dynamic that we see this week now that we know that they haven't replaced Doc with just a genuine halfback. Yeah. So maybe maybe that does allow for scope for Ed to do more of that kind of thing. So... I'm just gonna cross my fingers and hope that is the case. I mean, mm. he, he's had good games in the past in that forward role. Like we we can't forget that he has shown it. It's just not always consistent and isn't the most exciting play mm. either. But you you make the the exact right points that I would say as well. Like, I, he's the kind of guy where if he came on at three quarter time, I'd be like, oh my god, he's gonna just yeah. launch at everybody and he is going to give that spark where like mm. someone like honey, I'm like, I don't know if he
0: is yeah. going to give more than he does anyway. Mm. yeah, and It's a tough one. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the sub. I, I'm not sure we've 100% nailed down how we'll use it. And Voss kind of alluded to that a little bit in the press conference. If you saw it saying like, we haven't sort of fi- like the teams haven't a hundred percent sorted exactly what they're going to do with it. And it'll evolve throughout the year. So it's going to be very interesting. Um. yeah, what have you brought up here? Floyd has said, Eddie's good, but just yeah, great on the edge of the team because for the first time in a decade, we have depth. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So that's, that's it. Like I, what I love that when we were sitting with J-Rob, so shout out to him at the North game, it was definitely been bringing up like when we've struggled with intensity, struggled with someone bringing that pressure, he's at the forefront of that. And it's so hard to say, take him out when we're upset with a guy like Honey or, or maybe a Fisher when we feel like they're maybe not going as hard. At it as they should when the ball's there to be won, but Ed brings Mm. that in spades. And when we get deeper into talking about this Adelaide game, maybe Ed is someone that we definitely need out there um, in our midfield to make sure we get on top of it. But while just before we get into the Adelaide build-up, so this is the chance everyone drop your questions in the chat right now. Anything you have for us for this Adelaide game? Any questions? Any more matchup lineup? Match up questions, anything you want to ask about this match. I know there's a couple in there. We will get to them, but to give you guys time to get those in there and brainstorm, we need to mention it because he hasn't been dropped this week, and therefore, I believe it's Zach Fisher's 100th game. There was no Which way. is very exciting. Um, I'll just double check that on the app as well, just to make sure that's a milestone. Yeah, I no, believe it's there. it is it's there.
1: Because there's it's been no talk about it, Lockie. There's been
0: it. no chatter, which is insane. Like no one from the clubs mentioned this it's been quiet on socials about Mm. zach fisher which i gotta say massive achievement to him someone that in the first game against hawthorne both of us one of the probably one of the last games we actually went together (laughs) to which is (laughs) insane to think about we were up and about for fisher's first game now he's playing his 100th i gotta ask you and everyone in the chat what is your favorite zach fisher moment
1: yeah oh there's so there's so many I mean, one of them has to be that game. I remember I remember yeah. it so well for being so <laughs> long ago. Um, long hair, the
0: headband, he's got everything going.
1: We, you and I needed things to get excited for in that era of the Blues and that was definitely one. And yeah. we're like, this guy could be anything. And yeah, look, he's, he's been a great contributor over his 100 games. Um, I mean, it has to be the play that I've watched, I don't know, 300 times now. His uh his goal in round one last year yeah I think is yeah. just it's gonna be that's gonna be a core Carlton memory for life for me and um he's at the
0: forefront of it. It's one of the ones that always gets brought up on this podcast. It's that and the Sydney goal, but I think yeah that that Richmond one, knowing the moment, everything that it was, that's definitely my favorite one right now. And hopefully we can get a few more of those this season because he's one that Please. I feel like when he kicks a goal it it makes the whole stadium shake. And so I'm hopefully seeing that this week up in adelaide we want to see a bit more of that but this adelaide game yeah. Lockie, this is a revenge game for me and i hope the players are oh, seeing that yes. for fans it is like last se- last season we played the crows and that performance is it probably cost us finals like let's be honest that game last year we didn't bring up we didn't we didn't bring anything no. in that game and crows they've got some confidence this week they've, they've come off the back of two wins they're starting to get up and about We've never won in Adelaide Oval. Like, let's go out there and actually show what we've learned from last year. Bring the vibes. Bring it all because this is it. This is a time for a bit of revenge against Adelaide. Throw the hoodoo out of it. Get our first win at Adelaide Oval. How are you feeling about this game?
1: I'm feeling fantastic. Um, Yeah, I'm still pretty salty from last year. Obviously, we had a great win uh, first up against them in the season and then the Mm. second time... um, Big Mark, who all the listeners know now, Uh, and my brother and I made the trip over there for that Adelaide Oval game, and yeah, it was one of the, definitely the worst game that I went to last year.
0: Um,
1: We just- Thank God God you're not
0: going this time, I tell you what, because I think you've uh, you've jinxed us every time you travel.
1: Yeah, we were tempted, weren't we? But no, we're not going across for the gather. Um, Yeah, they're, they're interesting, the Crows, because people are excited about how they've started the year. Um, I feel like every time we talk about the opposition I'm so like I don't know nonchalant like I I just oh, who is it? Total
0: so don't worry about them like they <laughs>
1: they had a they had a reasonably large win last week against Frio hmm. and I watched this game and Frio are just so not gross. good not so good. gross I wasn't I wasn't that excited by the crows. Like they've got some exciting individual players, and Dawson had an absolute ripper. Mm. Um, I'm sorry that we didn't choose him in our supers and instead. Um, yeah, we, we can talk about that off air. because <laughs> um, I wish we did. But yeah, like I'm not I'm I'm not sure where I'm really feeling threatened. Like with North, okay. we're like, you know, we, we kind of looked at their Midfield, and we're like, well, okay. Well, if LDU and 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 mm. and those guys get on top, maybe that could spell trouble. Where what what scares you when you look at this? When you think about this game?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you've you've ruined my run sheet by asking me that question. So I'll touch on it. I'll touch on it briefly because I've got plenty. The one of time to I get go it. into the one time I send this man the run sheet and he ruins everything for me. But I think the only thing, let's just let's just go to it now. Let's let's go into the keys of winning. Um, yes. because... The one Give thing the that Adelaide are good at, it is their post-clearance work. And I was listening to a couple of the footy shows, trying to get all the stats I could on this. And so mm-hmm. I'll throw a couple out there because Adelaide are third for post-clearance contested possessions. They are first for post-clearance <laughs> ground balls. And right. they are third for points from clearances. So the interesting thing here is that they're good at the ground balls. They don't win a lot of clearances, but when they do, mm. mate, they, they score from it, and they are the number one ranked team for efficiency inside 50. We're seventh. So those are okay. probably the keys to look out for, and it's kind of the interesting thing when you're talking about this ground ball and the post clearance because we're looking to change this midfield up. We've got our guns in there. We want to win it from the source. That's what we haven't done this year. It's what we want to see. So, like, how do we, how do we quell that? And I think for me it, it's work rate because Adelaide, they're the ground ball work rate team. Yep. That is what we need to stop. And it's probably something that's been an issue with us for this season. I feel like we've said, have we worked hard enough around the ground? When teams spread on us, that's become a bit of an issue. That's where we need to, to stop it. Because Adelaide last week, you said you watched the Freo game. Like, they forced mm. Fremantle to have to kick long down the line a lot of times. Yeah. And then when you do that, if they're the one of the better teams at winning the ball when it hits the ground... What happens when we go slow and and we play the same way that Frio does? Like, that concerns me a little bit, knowing that that's Mm -hmm. their strength when they can take it away with players like who pushes up the ground, Rashali, McHenry, that's their bread and butter. If we want to play a similar style to Frio, this short, slow kick ball movement, that worries me. But I think going the other way, if we win it at the source, then it's not an issue.
1: Well, you've grounded me as always, mate, and that's why... That's why we're such a good duo. Mm. Um, But yeah, look, I I don't know what else to add to that. I mean, as I think about their team, they brought in Darcy Fogarty this week. So they've got a few talls there uh, with Mm. Tex, Dillthorpe and Fogarty. So that's something we're going to have to watch out for as well. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I just feel confident. I don't know. I don't know where
0: it is. I'm glad you do. I'm glad you do because I, I hope we're all pretty confident. And I feel like that's what we need to be now. Like it's it's interesting what how this season's happened. And this is something that I, I think I wanted to mention talking about that North game is it's insane mm. how much I think the fan base has grown in that season's gone by. We win games of football and it's like, that's everything. We can't believe it. We've won a game. And now it's, mm. uh, the performance wasn't great. Like we expect more. And I think that that's such a positive thing from this fan base that we can still enjoy the win but we can ask yeah. for more and still want for more. But even in this, like we're coming up against these teams and thinking like cattle on the park, we should be better than Adelaide and we should be beating them. And it's just those little things. Like, so I mentioned like a stat, like we've been dominating the marks everywhere, um, yeah. but marks inside 50 and, and things like that, like Frio, they kept Freo to 61 marks because they wanted to play that short game style. So that's mm. kind of the area to look out for. Whereas at the moment, like Mark's Inside 50 is an area I wanted to see us improve in because at the moment, I'll mm-hmm. throw some totals at ya. We've been Do it negative six against Richmond. We were plus yep. two against Geelong, negative one against GWS, and plus three against North. And for a team that is winning this every single week by like, against Geelong, we we're 41 plus more marks. Last week, we we're 43 more marks. And to only mm. be winning those inside 50s by three and two, that doesn't correlate for me. Like that's when yeah. marking the ball too much in the midfield, we need to be getting it in a lot more. And mm. if we've got that much of the possession, use it with those big talls down forward. It seems super simple, but if, if we're able to yeah. have so much control of the ball, we need to be using it a lot better inside 50 and getting the most of our possessions rather than wasting it with that short kick style that we've been totally. using at the moment. Yeah, and
1: I I don't see that happening if we're going long to the contest every time, which yeah we were doing last week, and we thought that might be the mm. case with them being a bit more under demand. But uh, I'm with you that
0: that would be a a big thing to see. Um, yeah, I, I think probably the only other couple of things I'll, I'll touch on as far as what we need to look out for if they're putting our Adelaide hats on and saying like, what are they bringing oh no. to the table? It's, it's really just a couple of players is all I'd say I'd, I'd mention at the moment. Um, obviously, Isaac Rankin is averaging 2.8 goals per game. He's the danger yep. man up forward. So I think if you're able to quell him and stop him kicking goals and, and influencing things, like because this is a great one from from Charlie I want to bring up, who chucked this in the chat earlier, asking, yeah. like, is it sad to R- Richelli or, or Rankin? And I want to get your opinion on this matchup-wise. Hmm. Who are you kind of throwing on these danger oh. men? Cause Rochelle's another one who's been important. He's had a bit of a change of role. He's played a bit more higher up their ground, getting a bit more into their midfield. And he's the one along with keys that's able to push up and allow their spread from the ground balls. How are we stopping these yeah, few plays and, and who's the matchup for them?
1: Oh my God. I my it might immediately goes to a fence sit. Um, Cause there was a question earlier from Floyd, which was great about who do you think Newey plays on tomorrow? Um, so I'm kind of like, I guess, going between those two with these two players. Like you said, Rochelle was getting up the ground a lot more and he does have midfield time. So he's a bit of both. Mm. Um, so I'm going to say, I guess, Nui to do the job on Rankin
0: for the full yeah. game. Um, yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah. I think I think what I'm feeling so confident about with our backline is... The way we've been able to really stop a lot of the small forwards, I'm not even fussed. And this is probably the biggest fence sit ever, but I'm not fussed who's on them because when they rotate, whether it's sardi or Newman, they're all getting the job done. It's it's amazing to see, like, finally, we're not really worrying about these small forwards like we have been in the past. I know. It used to be our so biggest that's been, worry, wasn't it? So that's been very positive for me. I think that you'd maybe start like a Newman on Rankin, maybe like a Floyd suggested there. And then if you need to change it, if there's pace issues, Sadi goes to him. But I think it's good that we've got a lot of different options that can go on Mm. these guys. And if you do stop them, I I think that's a positive. And then apart from that, obviously, Tex Walker in their forward line is someone that is a big man up forward. He's very Mm. high. I've been spending the whole day trying to find this stat because I saw it on some footy show, and I spent my day fast (laughs) scrolling through every single one of them. Couldn't find it, but he's very high in their score involvements whether it's kicking goals or setting them up, a lot of their forward play goes through him. So knowing right. how well our, our back line is held up, if, if we can get, you know, whether it's weedering, whether it's Young or even McGovern using him to intercept, if we can quell his influence as well, it's going to help us. But I think all of this comes from like, yeah. stopping at the source. If our midfield win the battle, yep. then the ball's not getting there. And you talk about a guy like Dawson who's impressing his move up to the midfield this year laird is an important cog in there. He, he's been one of the number one players in the AFL this season of winning the ball in the corridor. It's something that mm. I think when we play our best football, we're moving it through there. So being able to stop those little things, I think that's a big key. And then the other thing I'll bring up if we're talking about them at the moment is you know their backline mm-hmm. of Butts, Murray, Annie. Like ugh, this may come back to haunt me right now, but it's not. Star no, let's do it. He's far. He's far from star studded, and we spoke about last week needing to needing to exploit North Melbourne not having some amazing key defenders out there, knowing that that's what happens. Charlie and Harry kick ten. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we need to do. We need to exploit their backline because I don't necessarily rate their tools, and so this is what you got to do. You got to go out there and exploit that. And if our midfield again can do it. Those are the keys to winning. But um, do we have yep. any questions in the chat that people want answered about our game? Because I'm excited to, uh, to answer them all for you guys.
1: Yeah, well, this is a great one from Cameron. Uh, he says, I expect a fast mm-hmm. start
0: for us this week. Thoughts.
1: Um, God, that's been yeah. a really telling thing so far this season because it felt like North and the Giants both kind of came with that intensity and we kind of didn't get the jump on those mm-hmm. teams. Whereas against Geelong, we felt like we brought it. Um, yeah. What do you think? Do you think we're going to bring it? Like, yeah. Do we have? I, it that, I, I guess. I, I think.
0: I think we have to. You look at when we played our best footy this season. It's been against Geelong when we brought that heavy intensity early. Um, my big thing, like what I want to see from this game, is that midfield dominance. I want to see us just apply that pressure early, and it's something we haven't yeah. done a lot. And because all that's in my head, and I hope it's in the players' heads in a positive way, it's what happened last year like jump from the start, we were lethargic and we just never broke into the game. And I think if we bring what we kind of did against North where they, it was their big occasion, the good Friday clash, they were up and about and it didn't feel like we were. And I'm worried that if we don't do that at Adelaide Oval, at their home ground, mm. their big gather round, they're going to be up and about yes. for this occasion. They're not going to be scared of us because of what they did last season. So for me, we need to bring it. And if we don't, I think that might unfortunately set the tone of how the game will go, but surely mm. a fast start. Walsh is back. Kennedy's back. Yes. Akers is in there. Like you can't have a more positive team changes, even with the Dockerty injury out, surely.
1: Yep. No, I agree. I agree. We're
0: not doing the uh, Hall of Fame this week, are we? We've, we're giving it a, a break for a week. Did you want to go for uh, it? Because I've I mean, there's plenty we can what? bring in if you want from the North game. If you've uh, got something if you've finally brought something to the table, Lockie, I'm uh, happy to to pivot uh, and go to the Hall of Fame just quickly.
1: I don't have my tie handy. So that's fine. That's fine. You know, I think as we, as we we like to give this segment respect. So we like to do it the right way. But just because you mentioned the big gather round, the thing that kind of caught my eye over the last couple of days, and surely it caught yours too. The coin toss for oh. the home teams.
0: Save it, mate. This could have been your induction for the week coming. For the no for The, no,
1: no. the hundred point win will be my one for next week. But this, like, it's just it's just hilarious, I think. The fact that they included that in there to kind of preempt the comments of like, oh, of course, <laughs> Who's they give game, it is to it? Adelaide Port.
0: Um, oh, so just, and can I, we get a coin toss? Can we make them not have to wear their special jumper that they've made specifically for this that clashes with ours? Because imagine that. Imagine oh, they actually had gone. Obviously, like obviously, it's going to be Adelaide home game. Like they re- it's in Adelaide. But imagine they so went. Why? Okay, for fairness, for fairness, we'll, we'll toss a coin. And then they're like, oh, why? we made this jumper. We can't do it. But oh, I think it's, I think it's a little bit. Surely we could have done something a bit better. Like if we're going to make yeah. this thing a big, like even if they live streamed the coin tosses, like that would have been a bit more. Remember when exactly. they did that, like dice roll game with Andy Lee. Um, during like COVID, even if they did something like that with no. the captains, what is that would have been? About? Have you not seen that? That, was, mate, is that a fever I dream. Had, I clearly had too much spare time in COVID lockdown because they had, mate. No. They did this whole league where they did dice rolling, and uh, it was not good. But it was something. I'm sorry, but surely there needs to be a live stream event, something, something for this. Uh, Who's the home team? A bit of stakes would have been nice. Just, just no
1: credibility at all. Um, yeah, of course it's Adelaide's home game. Like, no Carlton <laughs> fan is going to be like,
0: "Hang on a second, it's Galway.
1: Why are we, <laughs> we the away team? Like, why do they have to chuck the the coin toss thing in?"
0: Mate, Clarence. Oh, oh no! Just, oh, oh, oh go on, bring it back, bring it back. I'm saying Clarence, Clarence wants the Hall of Fame. So do you? Do we go for it really quick, even just to, to let the live crowd hear? <laughs> have you got your tie? Hear the intro. Oh, I don't know if it's. Done oh, I can up, grab my but, tie whilst the tie is I can grab here. My tie the tie, tie is up. here. You let's get the... Uh, let me find the intro. Oh, we'll get for it quickly. Clarence. For Clarence, let's get this sorted. <laughs> Gee, I'm fumbling. I'm <laughs> fumbling the bag. Ready. Here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the ceremony of ceremonies. Straighten your tie, adjust your monocle, and raise a pinky for the navy blue corner, Hall of Fame.
1: I'm doing a live tie-up, so oh, don't you
0: worry. So am I. This we are we're clearly very prepared on the navy blue corner right here, mate. Let me get this up because Hall of Fame this I've week. Got a goodie. So anyone that doesn't understand what this topic is, if you're new, basically this is every single week. The idea is that we get something from Lockie, something from myself, and then something from the fans that we then bring to the table and one gets inducted into the Hall of Fame each week. It could be anything somewhat footy related. It could be funny. It could be serious. This isn't a match-winning goal. It's nothing crazy like that. It's for the niche little things, the fun parts Mm -hmm. of football. That's what we're here to try and enter this week. Now, we're going to pivot. We're going to do it a little bit differently, even though I've just announced that that is how this is. Oh, okay. I actually want to hear. I'm going to throw... You've you've laid something on us earlier, but I'm not sure if you've got any others. Let me know if you do. But look, I've got something that I think is the clear standout, has to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this week. Because when I started this this little topic, (laughs) this was kind of what I was all about. And our mate J Rob, I think, has to be (laughs) be inducted into the Navy Blue Corner Hall of Fame. Because let me say this thing for you. and I hope Marvel Stadium is not listening here. So maybe we need to bleep out the name that I've this just said there. Could get us in Unfortunately, trouble. Unfortunately, we're yep. live because this could get us into some trouble. But old mate J Robbie, he rocks up to the sold out clash. Good Friday. <laughs> he's got he's he's been researching all week how he how we can get into this game, upgrades memberships, puts all this hard money into it to try and get this sorted. Gets to the turnstiles, scans his ticket. No entry. No entry. I don't know what he'd done. But obviously. He'd obviously bought the wrong membership, thinking it was a Carlton home game. The man's in all sorts. Oh, but There J-Rub. is about, this is as gates have opened. So there is hundreds, thousands of people streaming through. And so the ladies yep. walked into the side because there was a little bit on the on the side <laughs> of the things that gets you back out of Marvel Stadium. All of a sudden, she's like, yep, just stay there, mate. I'm trying to converse with him be like, mate, what the hell have you done, j What's he yeah. doing?" And what is the Hall of Fame worthy? It's not only that he's just got a ticket to the wrong game. It's the fact that as soon as the chick's turned his, turned her head, he's gone, oh, I'll just walk straight back in. And he's finessed <laughs> his way back into the ground. An illegal patron. Someone inspire that man. Get Bernie's membership. Because uh, he snuck into Marvel <sighs> Stadium, um, sold out Clash, plus one to get the figures up. But I was kind of hoping yeah. that there was there was a genuine sellout where every single person had rocked up to this game that had bought a ticket and there's one guy without yeah. a seat and all of a sudden security are walking, wandering the aisles with flashlights being like, have you got your ticket? Have you got it? And something would have happened. The man's out in handcuffs but I think uh, this week our mate J-Rob finessing his way yeah. into the game without uh-huh. a ticket. One of the greatest jobs ever but it raises more concerns about Marvel Stadium and their security if it was that easy exactly. to walk back in why is anyone ever buying a ticket it was uh, it was an interesting one to say the least
1: yeah you've, you've nailed that story I think the, the part that got me the most was it, this wasn't I don't want people picturing a, a frantic sprint you know oh, like pushing no. the security out of the way this was like a big look around I'm just going to walk through these doors <laughs> and we're walking up we're like oh okay right, that's it and yeah, you're right. There was no 54,001 people in attendance or anything that would just go, how has this happened? Oh. Um, it was a test on on the security
0: and and they failed. They have failed. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's the Hall of Fame this week. But yes, every single week we Worthy. will be putting it out to you guys. So on Twitter, on Instagram, after the uh, Adelaide game, feel free to nominate something. We'll pick the best one and then we'll be the judges mm-hmm. to see what goes into the Hall of Fame. Um, but Lucky, are there any other little fan questions or do we have a little bit more to talk about ourselves? Well, I mean, I don't know how ready you, you are. Had something, um, you had something you were pushing up before I um, ruined it for you. Floyd's asked a, a Timmy Dub-like question,
1: I want to say, oh, yeah. with this one. And I'm not even going to try and give my answer, not like I ever do in this segment. But from Floyd, have we developed a plan B to stop opposition momentum? We seem to be playing differently this mm. year, not trying to monster stoppages and relying more on turnovers. Mate, yeah. Take the mic. What do we got? What do you got for us?
0: <laughs> yeah, look, it's Love it. it's actually it's probably what I'm thinking. So I'm glad Floyd is seeing the same thing. That's kind of what I was suggesting, and it was kind of funny going to the game together and then spending the night out chatting about the game. It felt <laughs> like we just did the podcast yep. anyway I
1: throughout know. <laughs> those
0: hours because this was something I did mention to you. Thinking about how we're going through this slow style of football. We're not attacking the same way as we did last season. And Mm. it did have me wondering whether this was because we were trying to quell the momentum and have a bit of a a plan B as, as Floyd is mentioning saying that, okay, when a team wrestles momentum on top of us, when we're starting to lose the clearances, everything's going against us when we're getting these runs of goals, is this us trying to stop that, get a bit momentum back, take the, the, the sting out of the game, And I kind of don't mind it for that sake, us using this short kick style. It seems like that maybe is a way we've gone about. And I think in one of our last episodes, we mentioned this saying, like, is this hurting our scoring and talking about it that way because our defense has been so good. And maybe it's not a bad way when you talk about building into a season to solidify the defense, have this second tempo that we can go to. And then like we saw in the North game, third quarter, turn it on, game's done. Like maybe we use yeah. this as a glorified training drill against North thinking that they maybe weren't up to it. And we did what we had to, to get through it. And we'll start to see these other tools in our belt as we progress through the season. But I like it yeah. as a B I'm hoping it's not our plan. A that we are going this really slow <laughs> style of football. Cause I'm not sure it matches up to the best teams out there, but, but maybe it is a nice lever to pull, which I don't think we've had in previous years. Yeah. I think it,
1: it's worth mentioning that like one of the things that's driven us insane over the life of this podcast is those like four or five goal yeah. runs, which it just feels like there's always a period in a game where a team gets so on top and we just can't do anything to stop it. Yeah, And I guess you could kind of say that the fourth quarter was that, but that was just us taking our foot off the brake. It was more, you know, when the momentum changes in the middle of a game, we can't seem to quell it. So mm. yeah, look. I'm, I'm with yeah. you.
0: Yeah, and it, and it's interesting. He, he talks about like the different way of scoring because they brought up, and I'm trying to get the uh, the, the screenshots that I took in my mm. phone here because our the way we scored against North was so different to the profile of pretty much any other team. There we kicked eleven goals, five. No, hang on. Let me find that. That's the actual scores of the game. Let me try and find this here. Thirty-one of those second half points came from kick-ins compared to four goals, two from turnovers mm. and 2.2 from stoppages. So that's 31 points from kick-ins is the most ever produced from that score source in a half of footy, which kind of shows you we've done something different. We've, we've talked a lot about our transition out of defense, our bad kick-ins of kicking it short to the corner and then just going long down the line. Good to see mm. we've found another way that we can score. And it's if you're looking for positives, if you want that kind of glass half full perspective, is going, okay, we're not winning it in the guts. We're we're, The way that we saw us play our best footy last season, when that's taken away, last year we were garbage. Like we couldn't score from any other way. But seeing us being able to do different things, pull different levers, it's kind of exciting. Like I'm kind of, it feels like in that GWS match review, I was quite negative looking at things because we weren't playing well. Whereas I don't know, I'm feeling a bit more positive and maybe we'll lose against Adelaide and I'll start to be negative again. Oh, but I'm trying that. to read in I'm trying to read into these little things that I'm seeing every week, and it's making me more positive into believing the narrative of building into the season. And I like that we're scoring from different ways. yeah, it's 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 exciting for me. how do, How does everyone else feel? Chuck in your chat in the in the live chat, your thoughts about how we're scoring different ways and whether you want us to go back to the midfield dominance because, yeah, I, I like that we've got different things that we're doing now.
1: Can I give you a little more positivity?
0: Well, here we go.
1: They've got a little injury update in the teams as well. Uh, I've just been cruising through that. Ooh. Your man, available in one to two weeks. Jordan Boyd,
0: confirmed. Oh, Okay, I need to get this up. Let me get the injury report because I was actually, yeah. when trying to do this, um, this run sheet this morning to actually make sure I gave Lockie some time to have a look at it, I was actually fuming and Appreciate I almost it. wanted to have an Ian Rant segment talking about how Mate, this injury report is actually pissing me off. The fact that we don't get one like all week (laughs) and they haven't updated Boydie since like the 15th of bloody March. And it's like, what are we doing, guys? What's going on? But good to see there's finally an update. My Twitter is exploding and I can't see it. But let me know what what else is happening, Lockie. What are the other injuries? And where can I find this special bit of information that you're (laughs) hiding from me? Because I can't see it, mate.
1: Mate, I've just chucked it to you in the chat. So you can can go to it from there. But... The the big news is yeah so Boyd available in one to two weeks, um, so he's back to full training. Cottrell's also back to full training, so he's going to be available in two weeks. Um, Matt always is expected to be available in round eight. Well, that's and Marchie's going to get back into skills next week, so I don't think we should be expecting Marchie too soon. But very mm. exciting, particularly for Boydie and Cotter's.
0: Yeah, I think those those are the two that I kind of really want us. To actually get into it, like I spoke about Cottrell being that potential sub-option that I really like and, and helping that high half-forward Fisher a bit of pressure on him. And then Boy's just another yep. one, particularly with Doc out. Like if he can start to come into things oh, around the exciting. same time, it allows us to, you know, rest Cowan at stages. He's been really good. I've been very impressed with what I've seen from him, but it'll Absolutely. be nice to have a bit of depth in case you need to rest him at some stage. Now, interesting to see where we're finally starting to get a few plays back at some stage mm. to hit the second half of the season strong, hopefully. I'm hoping anyway. Right. The super sub, your man, get him back in. 100%. So look, we've gone for an hour, but we've still got a little bit to cover. So if you're sticking around, I'm happy to go into a little bit more. because Let's do it. Lockie, I want to get a little bit of your quick thoughts on this. We, mm. we normally do start our match build-up. We've had so much to cover on this one. We've left it late. I want to hear like what we've talked about the kind of the keys to winning, but is there anything in particular that you want to see from this game that when we do our match review, you sit back and you oh, go, yes, mate. I've seen this. We've got the win. I'm very happy.
1: Wow. I mean, now I'm just down like a broken record, but this this is the kind of game where, I don't know, people are people are doubting us and people are so high on Adelaide, but this to me feels like a chance for us to have a four quarter Performance, yeah, shout, shout out to Floyd there. <laughs> um, you're with him uh, for sure. Um, that's, I mean, it's very surface level, but that's just where I'm at at the moment. It's like if we want to see improvement, it's not just putting a win on the board. It's yeah. where we were at at three-quarter time. If we won that fourth quarter last week, we would have, boy, we would have walked out of that stadium mm. without our chest puffed out, yeah. but rather we were like, oh, okay, well, I guess we won. So that's what I want to mm. see. This is the week that we put it all together in front of on, on the big stage. And we have it, we yeah. kind of show that we're a top four team, which is where we sit on the ladder, but it doesn't feel like it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally understand it. And I think, yeah, I've kind of alluded to a few of them, but I've got so much stats for this. So I want to bring them up. I put a bit of work into it today. i oh, um, okay. been off work six. So this is what I'm going for. Um, <laughs> I've spoken about the midfield and I'll throw out these stats talking about clearances because total clearances this season. We've been negative four against Richmond, negative three against Geelong, plus five against GWS, and negative 11 against North Melbourne. So clearly in the middle, we've been lacking some personnel. Things haven't been working well for us. But when you look at Adelaide as well, they've been negative two, negative four, negative nine. They were negative nine last week against Freo, a game that they won. So they're a team that is leaking clearances. But as I said, they're third for points from clearance. So they're efficient when they get it. So I'm kind of hoping for that midfield dominance that will then see us move the ball inside 50. Cause as I said, alluding to the marks and saying that we've been winning the mark differential massively, but not the inside 50 marks, even just look at inside fifties for a team that has so much possession, negative 21 against Richmond, negative six against Geelong plus seven against GWS, negative two against North.
1: So Hmm. we're
0: not getting, we're not winning the inside 50 battle, which is kind of frustrating. It's been a, Massive talking point about how well we use it going inside. And it's so clear that Mm. we've got the two best key forwards in the bloody league. Yeah. We need to get the ball into them a lot more. And if we're winning that inside 50 battle, if we're winning the clearances, I think these are the things that I'm going to be impressed by that. They're the keys to winning. They're the elements to me that still aren't there. Everything else around, it's been really good, Mm. but we need to start winging it out of the guts. And I think now you've got Kennedy, Hewitt, Walshie in there, Acres on the wing. There's no better time to get it done.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, Mm. Michael's echoed my thoughts there with his comment. Four quarters, one, stoked regardless of the final margin. Interesting. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I I think I kind of agree. Like I'm a little bit less about margin. Like I understand you said like the perfect performance kind of thing, but it's like I just want to see that whole game and be like, yes, we played better for most of the game. I'm happy. And it goes along with like the other thing I want to see. And that's like the intensity and pressure that we spoke about at the top of the show and and wanting to bring that and asking, can we bring it from the start? And I know this isn't, it isn't always the most perfect like guide and judge for this, but when you look at our tackle numbers, negative 15 against Richmond, negative 13 against Geelong, negative 14 against GWS, but plus eight against North. And that was because they had so much of the ball from clearances. I know you're never going to win that differential, if you've got more of the ball, but it feels like in a few of those games, it was quite contested. It was quite 50, 50. And for us to be losing that heavily, like I want to see it higher. Mm. And even tackles inside 50 last week was the only time we've won that. We won it by three. I want that inside 50 tackles to be high. I want us to be dominating, keeping yep. it inside our forward 50. because I think we can exploit their, their weak defense, which is how I see it anyway.
1: Yep. No, I love it, mate. Look at you.
0: You need to start taking sick days on the uh, podcast <laughs> yeah. days more often. I love it. Mate, if if we had some rich financial backer that was paying my wages, the amount of stats I would be able to spit if you're out. unfortunately fortunately there's uh I have to pay for food, which sucks. But uh yes, if, you start, if there's a billionaire that wants to uh to back this podcast, go ahead. I'm I'm not too sure what they'll get back for it apart from some great content, which is what we'll be producing. But exactly. um yeah, feel free to throw the money our way. I'll, I'll never say no to that. But moving on to the next section, Lockie, I want to kind of reflect mm-hmm. on where we have been and where we're going nice. forward before we get on to the fan-favourite footy tips to end this episode. Oh, yeah. yes. The reflection is on our win-loss record. We are three wins, one draw, zero losses, undefeated, up the baggers. What was your kind of pass mark, yeah. I guess, going into this before the season started? And how are you feeling about where we currently sit?
1: yeah I love this it's good to reflect when things are going pretty positively um looking back at the predictions um I, I penciled in a loss against Geelong and apart from that wins all the way up until round eight against brisbane so um I guess mm. we're ahead of where we thought we would yeah. be in that way. we'll take that we'll take it um mm. it's such a it's a, such a funny time of the year isn't it it's I don't know. I, I'm trying to think back to how we were feeling last year at this time when we just had our first loss and we were like, we're we're top four. Like, There's no chance mm. that we're not going to make top four. And now it's just really hard to get a read on where this team is at. Mm. Um, it changes day to day for me where I'm like, you look around the league, it's like who is definitively better than us right now? It isn't... It's not it's not easy to see a lot of teams that are definitively better, mm. but the way that we're playing doesn't give confidence of a grand final team, but I'm, you know, I'm positive mostly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Look, Cameron kind of echoes what I kind of have. Like I think my pass mark was three wins, one loss from the start of the season, which we've obviously mm. done better with getting that draw sneakily in there, but I kind of predicted us to be two and two. I yeah. uh, Weirdly, Uh, There was a weird part of me that wanted to see us lose those first two just to see how we'd react, which is maybe just the sadistic sadistic side of me being like, how do we react when it actually happens? But clearly we've done better than that, even if the performances haven't been there. And and Cameron says his pass mark was two and two. I think a lot of Carlton fans expected us to lose those first two. But I think if you're a top four team, if you want to be pushing for finals, you just have to find ways to win. And that's what we've done regardless of the performance. So looking at these next four games, Lockie, got Adelaide, St. Kilda, West Coast away, and then Brisbane at home for us. What's your pass mark for the next four games so we can eventually reflect on this? I'm very excited to hear what you've got to say.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm going to, I'll stick with where I was before the season. I think there's no reason that we should be dropping that game to West Coast. No excuses at all with where yeah. they're at, even though it's in Perth, that's got to be a win. I'm feeling really confident this week. And then I'm hoping that we we can get one of St. Kilda or Brisbane. Um, St. Kilda are the only team higher than us on the ladder, but certainly not convinced that that's the way it's going to be. So three and one for me. And um, that's where I was. Yeah. I'm with Clarence. Three and one. Yeah. I think that's the pass, but I mean, we were on this podcast last time we were
0: here together saying we weren't going to lose until uh, round 10. It's in play. Make it happen. It's it still definitely is. For me, it's three and one because I think that's that's what gets you top four. That's what gets you being one of the best teams in the AFL. And while the performances haven't been there, I still think that like the talent's there. Defense has been amazing, personnel is great. Forward line, our big talls are amazing, and like you're gonna win games with them. It's the smalls that need to step up. And I think we're starting to see some good performances from Motlop and Durden to help that. Midfield is where we've been on demand. And I think that's the improvement area clearly. And, and I want to throw out this one from John who, who says teams have done their research and have focused on our superior clearance game last year. So credits to the coaches mm. to know that and develop different ways to score. And I think that's the positive thing for me, but I do want to see us go back to a bit more of that midfield dominance and, and start to build throughout the rest of the year. That's where the growth is, but like two and two, if it happens, that's safe. It's not the worst outcome. You're still going to make finals from there, but I want us to start pushing past that and being like, okay, let's beat Adelaide. Let's beat West coast. Let's beat St. Kilda. Let's get that done. And then if we happen to drop one against Brisbane, you cop it. But but I think, I think the the sentiment for me as well is like, we're going to drop a game at some stage. It could be this week, but I'm still confident enough that like, you're going to lose games throughout the season. It's how you bounce back. It's what you learn from it. And I've seen us learn so much this season. I've seen us build so much already that I think that we can start to play our best footy as we move into the season and (sighs) a loss doesn't mean anything. It's about the rest of the games anyway. There's the positivity, mate. I love it. Uh, You're always bringing that positivity, mate, and I appreciate it. 100%. So do you want to pivot and go to our most beloved segment, the footy tips, Lockie? Do we want to do a pulse check on how we're actually doing or do we want this
1: segment to just be – Everyone just pretend that we get nine from nine every week, uh, but don't
0: but don't copy our tips by any means. No, because because of course I got to give a shout out once again. We're in the Carlton Cheer Squad tipping league, yes. which currently we are, we got seven from nine last week, so big bounce back. I wasn't there, and you were saying that that was a big issue, and yes. fair enough. I'm happy. Oh. I'm happy to put my hand up. We've hit seven from nine. I will say though, Lockie, I did my own footy tips in my uh, work league. Happened to get eight out of nine. Uh, The one week you don't get get, me on doing the tips. And I would like to say, well, Uh, I'll I'll get it up here. I'm actually first. Oh, that is bad. We can't get the, oh, this is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, the lighting. The lighting. The lighting's no good. I'll get a screenshot up in this one. I'll get it on the socials. Eight from nine. I'm first out of 19 at my work footy tips. I'm doing well. Clearly, whatever's happening in this league is no good. Um, but we're 162 uh, currently out of 309. We've got to find a way to get up there. So let's nice. get into our tips this week. I'll throw them out to you because you haven't been happy with me. So I'm happy to take the backseat no, stuff happy. up because seven from nine is not too bad. Uh, Adelaide v. Carlton. Who's winning? What's the margin? What's going on? We're eighty four.
1: That's Baby. just dis- disrespectful, I think. We we deserve uh,
0: have better odds than that. Um, what do you reckon, Margin? 13? I'm happy to go your 13. 11's always what I do, so I'm happy to back oh, okay. you 13. Blake Akers is back in. Let's get it done. <sighs> yeah, uh, next one, Gold Coast versus Frio at Norwood oh, Oval. So who's getting the would- advantage there? Who gets the, the coin toss home advantage there?
1: You will not catch me watching this game. That is for damn sure.
0: I'm surprised um, they didn't make this one up in the Adelaide Hills. Because, like, seriously, get this one as far away from civilization as possible.
1: I reckon Freo will win by about forty. Is my prediction.
0: Jesus. Okay. Okay. Because we'll go they away. are we'll going to be Freo. coming out hot. Interesting. I reckon Gold Coast. will, will let you let you ride that I one. Gold Coast to win. Yeah, mate, they beat the Catters. Okay. They beat the Catters. Right, you can have um, the next tiebreaker. So let's, so no, so I want to make this your tips this week. And then if you bail out and I've done well, then we can switch it. I like it. Uh, mate, Sydney versus Richmond. My, my okay, dad, tics, my on? dad
1: tipped seven last week. And if you take grand finals out of it, he hasn't watched a non Carlton game in about 15 years. <laughs> He's like, couldn't tell up. you one player on, I don't know, Gold Coast. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying. This be my week Sydney. of tips.
0: 99. Sydney v Richmond, Lockie, let's get through it. Who's winning? Swans. Swans, 100%. Also, Hall That's of nothing. Fame almost could have gone to the SCG and what they're doing with their camera work. How many times do we have to have a goal decider and a head gets in the way? And, oh, just, oh, don't get me started. Uh, the North Florence Melbourne.
1: celebration too, That that could have been... Worthy as well. Millsy that maybe, running off the line. That whole Adelaide.
0: game goes into the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. North Melbourne versus Brisbane in the Adelaide Hills. God's country up Yikes. there in South Australia. Surely yeah. it's Brisbane. Got to be Brisbane. Get that one done. Uh, going back to Adelaide Oval for a, for a couple here. Back to back. Gee, this, the turf oh, will that. not hold up. Melbourne, oh my god, my voice is going. Melbourne versus Essendon, who's winning?
1: <laughs> yeah, gotta be the D's. I have no faith in
0: that bombers team. Back him in now. Adelaide or Port Adelaide versus Western Bulldogs. Who's winning it? Well, if Adelaide are going to lose, then that both
1: Adelaide teams can't lose, so I'll go Port. But actually, that, that feels, kind of, it feels like there's something in that. Oh, no, like a trap. I, I, I can kind of see the headline next week of of Adelaide and Port Adelaide both being, you know, bad. But no, let's back Port.
0: Yep. Okay. Uh, another gotcha. probably easy one. Uh, West Coast versus Geelong. Surely it's Geelong. Get it done. Yeah. Geelong. Absolutely. Oh, interesting one. A, a battle. Battle of the the bottom. The, the wooden spoon for me and you in this one in the lovely Norwood Oval. Again, a shout out for um, potentially being the the next team that comes in after Tassie. Saw that random article. Uh, GWS versus Hawthorne. Who takes the chocolates out of this one?
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to back my wooden spoon pick in and I'll say Hawthorne will bounce back.
0: (sighs) Okay, well, there you go. I'm letting you get tips this week. We'll see what happens. happens. We'll see what happens. A bit of spiciness. Finally, we're disagreeing with something. Can I just say, Norwood Oval... Imagine being like, yes, we're getting all these AFL games. You get Gold Coast versus <laughs> yeah. Frio. You get GWS versus Hawthorne. Yeah. Like, that is that is so stiff. Uh, and to finish this round off, a game that would have been spicy if it was in Melbourne. Instead, it's in Adelaide. You've got St. Kilda versus Collingwood. Who gets the chocolates in this one?
1: We're chucking the captain tea on Nicky Dacos in our supers, mate, <laughs> and Collingwood are going to get up.
0: Yeah, but I don't like back. that here. <clears throat> we don't like it, but we'll take it. And I'll submit the tips. Don't it. Make sure that they are locked in nine and ready nine. to go. Here we go. We'll see what happens for that one. But look, that's pretty much going to wrap up this episode. Thanks, everyone who it stuck sucks. around and watched this one. We apologize for not getting that North Melbourne game out the review, but we've tried to do this to, to have a bit of fun with it. And we'll see if we can do a few more lives as we go throughout the season, particularly for these Absolutely. match buildups, because it's nice to react to the teams live and see what happens. I don't mind. It just depends with our availability. But, mate, gather around. First game, Carlton versus Adelaide. Uh, can we bounce back and see from what we saw last season? Continue our undefeated streak. I believe we can. Lockie, do you have any final last words?
1: No, mate. This is this is your time to shine. I couldn't do it
0: without you here. This is where you <laughs> pump pump everybody up. Well, too easy. So yes, if you're still watching, if you're watching on YouTube and you're not a subscriber, I know I've buried this late, so lucky's going to hit me as soon as we finish recording on this one. Make sure you subscribe, like and all of that. Get on the socials at Navy Blue Corner because then you're not going to miss when these things go live. You'll be seeing us make a thousand posts all week on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that kind of stuff. So yes, get on all of that. There's the plugs out of the way. Maybe there's some new merch coming. I've spent the last couple of days sick in bed making Uh some potential designs. We'll see what happens. Keep an eye out for that. But the Blues are going to beat Adelaide. We're going to be undefeated. This is going to be beautiful. We're going to ruin Gather Round. The Crow supporters are going to be crying and there's not going to be a better site. I want to see some kids cry on TV. Make that happen, Carlton. That's going to wrap this episode up. Thanks for joining us on the live here at YouTube. Up the baggers. See you guys next time.